Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick McGillan, and I'm joined today uh, by a couple of guests, actually. We've got, in our first chair, John Church, back on the pod for the first time in a while. John, how are you? I'm good, Nick. Thanks for having me back. It has been a minute. No problem. Thanks for being back. And we've got, all the way from Traverse City, Michigan, you know him, the podcast co-creator, <laughs> Brian Nyson. How's it going up there, Brian? Very well. Thanks for having me again. Good yeah. to see you two virtually. Yeah, um, uh, you Brian, this is not the first time you've done a podcast with another guest. Am I correct? No. John, is no. this the first time you've done a podcast with multiple guests? Yes, first three times it was just us two. Uh, very excited to be graced uh, virtually by uh, <laughs> Bry's presence. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I ordered a new interface. It, I thought it would be here by now, but it'll be here on Friday, so... Get used to this, Split Six Peoples. There's going to be multiple guests on every episode now. We don't have to have somebody from Traverse City. Not that we don't mind having you, Brian. But it's not necessary to have a third microphone in a different <laughs> interface in a different area of the world anymore. Um, uh, so, John, how have you been? Oh, How's yeah. life? What's going on? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, this might as well be Friday for me because I took Thursday and Friday off to go on a road trip. It's going to be a, It's going to be a good time. Yeah, you're going solo, right? I'm flying solo down through three national parks, Cuyahoga Valley, Shenandoah, and Smoky Mountain. Never been to any of them, so Damn. looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, uh, you got any big plans while you're there other than sightseeing? Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming getting drunk alone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, got, I got a cabin in the Smokies to myself. Rest assured, oh, some, some drinking will be done. Uh, you want some mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> Just find myself in the Smokies and watch the sun rise over, over the Smokies and, you know, learn some shit about life and stuff. Yeah. Why not? Do some fucking soul searching. What about you, Brian? How's um, your work been going with this uh, still beginning of quarantine aspect relating to it? Uh, it's been weird, frustrating, stressful. Yeah, and you're, uh, and you're getting more close to your dead season too, right? Yeah, we're going to start moving things inside because we finally are getting a... Uh, glass across our bar that we ordered back in like may nice it's finally coming in next month so oh cool yeah i don't know it's it's weird yeah but uh <laughs> you know it is what it is i see you finally got a haircut yeah i uh got a perm shaved it all off and <laughs> you know once it grows back i'll get another perm Look it was just so humid everything was fucking all over the place so one haircut a year looks good on you if i do say so myself <laughs> i had to start fresh i like i like buzzing my hair in the fall and winter just because it's like i can wear hats and my hair don't have to worry about that getting messed up did so. you pay to get a buzz or this is this yeah i i don't trust myself to do that man <laughs> I don't Sat in the chair to for like, hold a guard that's steady yeah. in place over the entirety of my head. I almost did that during quarantine, but I, I could I no that, to do it. I was looking at videos, but I'm like, nah, I like to. Fa I'm gonna fuck up the fade. I'm not doing that. So I just <laughs> sat in a chair for like seven minutes, and the dude's like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah, man. Well, I'll tip you like thirty percent, whatever." <laughs> I'll give you hundred and fifty dollars yeah. if you do this right now. It's like twelve bucks, you know, but whatever. But before, before we get into our first beer, because we were running out of time for this intro segment, John, what are we drinking today? I don't know. What are we drinking? We're drinking Divine from Shorts Brew. Dude, uh, I have that exact no same way. one. Holy shit. You. <laughs> what? Oh, you, you guys Dude. totally didn't coordinate. No. I, I swear to, I I swear swear to God. We did not coordinate this. I picked this up probably, I picked this up last week. This is my last three bottles. I picked it up because I was like, oh, Divine, Brian used to work at Divine Wine. John's coming yeah. out. I know he likes... Uh, 
uh, any kind of beer. So let's let's try this. This is not my normal favorite, but from American Sour Ale brewed with Pinot Noir grapes. Who makes one of the <laughs> greatest beers known to man in soft drink? Beer number one. I've already had Four. two or three of these earlier this week. It's this delicious. is crazy. I can't believe you picked the same beer as That's this. That's weird, man. <laughs> let's give I it had... let's give it a quick review. Brian says you've already had a couple. What do you think? Yeah, I really like it. You know, I'm getting more into sours just because they're, I think, pretty pretty close to wine. This tastes like a light and... sour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think do. It's it's like it does taste very, very winey. Yeah. Oh, but that'll do. Yeah, it's That'll like 5.7, <laughs> I believe, so it's right in the middle, so, like, you know, nice, easy drinking, like, a little bit more than, like, um, uh, uh, standard full-body beer, like my Coors side beer. Um, uh, but, yeah, all right, cool. Well, that's very Dude, serendipitous that... of us to pick the same beer. That's awesome. We're, out, we're off to a good Great start. Word. Great word. <laughs> Thank you. I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> um, all right, well, we are on to this sports segment of this podcast, and there are sports in the world, all of them. I think for the first time ever, they're all going on at the same time. Indeed. I- at least in September. There was like a day where it was, what, all four major sports, then tennis and golf and soccer at the same time. It's like last week. You know, I can get used to this. You know, now that I'm used to the dead zone of what uh, the spring is, I can get used to having... Um, uh, the NBA and NHL playoffs. And hockey in September. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Actually, you know what? I put hockey back in September because uh, I don't watch a lot of hockey. And uh, when it's the only thing competing with basketball, then I tend to watch more. But now I'm, like, paying attention to football and, like, you know, super obsessed with basketball. Never really cared about baseball, but it's a little more interesting this season with uh, the shortened aspect of it. Um, so, yeah. But I, I like how everything's going. We got Brian over here wearing a Denver Nuggets jersey. Let's go. Um, Brian, do you want to explain what the Nuggets just accomplished? Uh, another 3-1 comeback. First, Only team to do it twice in the same playoff. Down 3-1 in the uh, intro to the playoffs this and the second round. Came back and won both yeah. series against Amazing. the Utah Jazz and then just now against the Los Angeles Clippers, which are the longest team or longest franchise that has existed that has never reached a conference final it's been 50 yeah, years 50 years yeah they're what oh and six and close out games yep um, so, it was like wow. some weird stat Brian, Doc I've, been, Rivers I've, I've is, been telling you the clippers are shit for a long time i mean i always i love them back in that lob city era um i still think like they're a great team and They'll be a threat next year but i don't know i don't know that how was, they that was that was fucking crazy I'll, I'll bet blake's not nostalgic and Nah, it, it's so weird. It, it, I was thinking about that uh, Houston team from a couple years ago with Chris Paul. I know he like had that bum hammy and they missed 27 threes in a row mm-hmm. and how crazy that, that was. But, like, dude, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combined for, like, 0 for, 0 for 11 from the field in the fourth. The guys were just complaining about how they were so tired. Yeah, it was weird. They, they, yeah. Joe Kick and Murray fucking lighting the world on fire. I love um, that two-man game they play. Never heard of Jamal Murray before this year, and uh, now Ugh. me neither. Now he is Kentucky's a finest. Even John, John, I know, Canada's I don't know, finest. I don't know if basketball basketball is like not one of your top priority sports. I don't know if you've been following bubble ball at all. Uh, not really. Um, Heat are playing the Celtics. Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. Lakers are playing Denver. Denver. Denver in the conference finals. The last four alive. Mm. That um, that a Heat oh. game was crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, bubble ball has been uh, outstanding. Like, it's, it's, it feels different, but it feels 
like just as competitive. Like not, it oh, yeah. it, none, none of the differences are anything involved in the competitiveness of the sport. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I I, I love it. Yeah, give no, me this all the time. It's Fuck the good fans. ball. <laughs> I don't like watching a Pistons game it's where like, there's no fans there anyway. They are they already playing bubble ball over here. It's like they're no law. They're not at the Kid Rock bar anymore, man. <laughs> they're just not there. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna renew his lease. But John is our podcast not. expert expert at the MLB. So John, how's the MLB uh, doing with all this COVID? MLB, uh, given the first two weeks, like end of July, beginning of August, I'm amazed we're at where we're at and. It looks like, I'm almost certainly jinxing it by saying this, it looks like they will complete the regular season. Because uh, <laughs> the, the Marlins had a team outbreak, the Cardinals had a team outbreak, and neither of them have caught up with as many games as they need to play. But it looks like we're going to get through it. Uh, the Tigers have been, dare I say, mildly entertaining. Or maybe I'm just, you know, happy because it hasn't been as bad as it was from 2017 through <laughs> 2019. But there are glimmers of hope because the... The young kids are coming up and playing. They are only four games out, I believe, of the final uh, wildcard spot for the extended playoffs that the MLB has set up. And they are chasing the Tribe, um, as in Cleveland. And they have a series, four games in a row with Cleveland, starting on Thursday. It's a big series. So if we sweep them, we're in the playoffs, baby. We're in a playoff chase in September. Who would have thought the fucking Tigers <laughs> are in a playoff chase in September this soon after coming from their, uh, like, the highness of the mountaintop to the lowest of low valleys? In 60 games, yeah. anything can happen. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not, like, it's not like the clinched. Pistons or Red Wings, which are probably in the middle of a decade to decade and a half, decade and a half uh, drought of never going to be good and maybe uh, flirting with the edge of the playoffs. Am I right, Brian? Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yeah, like I'm not really excited for this draft. There's like one kid I would want the Pistons to draft, and that's um, Lamelo Ball. Killian Hayes is like is the most realistic I think. We hey, could Killian's get. the name of a beer. We'll do Killian's if that happens. Yeah. Is, he's also spot, yeah. he's also a French kid, so I feel like we could just groom him and a uh, Seiko to be like the next dominant duo. This is uh, this is where baseball <laughs> gets it right, fellas. I mean, if you're the worst, you get the number one pick. You can't get screwed like. The Pistons and Wings do every year. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. I feel like it's tanking. Like that's the thing that. Yeah, I mean, with this whole know. lot, the whole lottery system is fucked. Especially for like Red Wings, by far, were low and behold. Well, yeah, they changed it in basketball now. So it's like if you are the worst, you don't get the best odds. So it does deter or deter them from tanking. Yeah, but like we should we should have had a top four pick. and We went to seventh. Yeah, the Pistons. I, I almost feel like the draft. Like we knew it was going to happen too. The best way for it, for it to be for like in uh, hockey and basketball because there are so many games, so you can like legitimately tank. Like if we took away the lottery system, it should just be like a panel of experts that's allowed to decide who actually has the worst roster that gets the first pick. And I know mm. how much controversy would come from that, but yeah. like an impartial council yeah. to look at every team's roster and be like. You get the first pick. Right. Because, I mean, like, honestly, in hockey, Red Wings would have won the first pick. They have the worst roster in hockey. In basketball, um, I don't think the Pistons would have won it, but, like, technically, the Warriors wouldn't have won the second overall. (laughs) I mean, Warriors were the worst team in the league. Yeah. By record. But, like, come on. you you got to factor in. There should be other factors into this shit. I'm just saying. I don't know how to fix it. It's an improv... It's an... uh, um, 
imperfect system that can't be a regulated. System with, really. with no yeah, the Warriors were the worst team by four games. Baseball needs to get their shit together <laughs> and allow people to trade draft picks. I would. That's be a, a weird aspect about baseball that I found out in the last couple of years. I'd be okay with that, but leave. But leave. Um, the system, the other otherwise the way it is. I like the. I think tanking is a viable strategy. Like if you're willing to, you know, suck for years and years. It's what will, Philly did. Yep, you Trust will the reap. The, you will reap the benefits. Yeah, well, except for if you're Philly, because they're gonna have to blow their team. They're, up. They're, yeah, they're in the limbo now. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Speaking of draft pick trades, just going back to L.A. Clippers, Paul George. They gave up Shai Gillis Alexander, butchered his name, but uh, Daniel Garnari and five first round picks. For one, Paul George. To get Paul George, they give up five first round picks. Yeah, they were allowed to and trade not, that. They were. They. Uh, I think one or two of them were the Lakers. A uh, couple came from like Miami. And lucky here, you can't. A lot. Even it was. It's just a lot. <laughs> and they got you know SGA, who's going to be a stud. It's his second. He was a rookie. You know, a good riddance. The second the year in the league. The, the NBA is better off without. Um, Kawhi Leonard being one of the stars because he just does not have that star energy. That's what that's what people love about him, though. He was fun. To, <laughs> he was fun to watch in Toronto. Oh, I actually, dude, I actually I do, quite enjoyed that finals. That's uh, I, yeah, that was one of the that was one of the coolest ones. That's one of the last ones I didn't watch. I think I have disdain for Kawhi Leonard. I don't know why. Dude, but. I miss I miss Toronto being in the in the playoffs, man. He reminds me of like uh, Tim Duncan. He just goes about his business. Yeah, and... Tim Duncan, best power forward of all time. Right. I can't wait till Greg, Greg Popovich is out of the league, so players can be exciting again and not boring <laughs> and good. Dude, he's never <laughs> leaving. He's like seventy-four years old, just never gonna quit. That is crazy. He's still with them. Yeah, yeah I mean, there are the best coach in all the sports, like for each of them, um, and you know, obviously Bill Belichick with the Patriots, who are. You know, probably still going to win their division this year with a completely different team and a different quarterback and a different system. And then you got Greg Popovich over there in the NBA. Um, on a, yeah, it's a like fringe, him and Phil fringe, Jackson. Fringe playoff team. Um, and then for hockey, I don't fucking know. For baseball, I don't fucking know. I don't know if uh, managers matter, or matter as much in those two sports. Uh, managers don't matter as much in baseball, but... Uh... It can be a nice edge. Basically, don't let the play out, don't don't let the clubhouse fall out of order, and trust your data because there's volumes and volumes of it, and just trust what your you know statisticians tell you. Yeah, Joe Jonah Madden. Hill, money, money ball. Yep, Joe Madden is the best, I would say. All right, well, Joe Madden. Wait, is he's not, he's not in Chicago anymore, is he? No, he's with uh, the Angels now, and they still suck. That, dude, I that, remember when that it was rumored first. we were gonna get him. <laughs> Was that before we got Brad Ausmus? When we, um, when, I think the Tigers were connected to Terry Francona for a minute. Ah. that was that was 2012 when it looked like they weren't yeah. the Tigers weren't going to make the playoffs, and there was rumor, a rumor that they were going to let Jim Leland walk. Um, but they rallied to make the playoffs. Jim Leland came back for one more year, and by the time Jim Leland retired, uh, Terry Francona had already taken the Cleveland Indians job, where he has been ever since. Mm-hmm. And been doing He's a also pretty a great solid manager. job. Yeah, um, yeah. But we are missing the big story of the day. Uh, we'll get to the week one of the NFL in a second. But the Big Ten has voted unanimously to come back, even in these trying times. Um, <laughs> in these the midst trying of, like, times. I think uh, the majority of the LSU team getting diagnosed with COVID. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> who's, who's, the, uh, who's the school? Is it Oklahoma or something that says they're no longer going to release COVID-19 uh, information? 
as what? like a strip. Someone, I did not know that somebody said that. Yeah, no, it was like a coach said, like, we're not releasing any of that information anymore, which I don't, I feel like that's illegal. And that's he's an like, even it's a, bolder it's a, strategy, Cotton. He's like, no, yeah, he's like, it's a, te- it's like, it's a fucking, uh, it's a strategy, so, like, our opponents don't know who's playing or something, it's like, wait, what our the fuck, it just sounds like you have an outbreak going on there, my guy. They just got a guy on the sidelines, like, coughing up a lung, they put him in at center, like, okay, well, I'm not rushing against this guy, like, what? Yeah, bro, it sounds like their strategy is to get other teams sick. I mean, I guess <laughs> I, that's some real, real Slytherin shit, and I respect it. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. You know, allegedly. modern problems call for modern solutions. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. So college football, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't give a shit about college football. First of all, and I don't think they should be playing when they're not getting paid. They're not getting especially. Paid. Like, what the fuck? But you know. Whatever, I guess to each of their own. The the world is there's more fucked up things going on in the world than not uh, sports. Yeah, I but, remember I saw that video of like the parents of the Big Ten players yeah. outside outside somewhere chanting like "Let us play," and it's like you're not the ones playing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the saying? Uh, sports are the luxury of a functioning society. Uh, is that a saying? Because that that makes sense. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty spot on. It's like, damn, bro, on the opening, the the first fucking NFL game, you're booing a Unity stand. Oh, my God. In Kansas City, can you really be surprised? Arrowhead Stadium. What is it? Arrowhead Stadium, the very first game, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs were hosting the Houston uh, Texans, and they did the national anthem. Most of the players stood. Um, I think a couple of them kneeled. Then there was a moment of unity in the center of the field between the teams for racial justice and the fans, because somehow there's some fans allowed at Arrowhead, booed like like they're just standing fans. arm in arm, just, like they didn't. It, it, there was not, there was no national anthem going. It's just straight up booing. Like that's what we've been talking about in terms of the whole kneeling for the national anthem thing. It's not about um, being in solidarity to your country. It's about there's a lot of fucking white supremacists that live here. I I sure yeah. wish they would protest peacefully. Yeah. Not Bro. like that. Not like that. Shut up and dribble. You know, fuck like, you. Right. Shut up and fuck yourself. That's yeah, what I like say. NBA legend Stan Van Gundy has been pretty vocal on Twitter about this shit, and he's just like, "Why the fuck?" He didn't, you know, swear in his tweets, but it, I'm paraphrasing. Like, why the fuck right. do we play the national anthem before any sporting event? Because we live in a right. cult society. Make, man. Yeah, it makes crazy. no sense. It's like he literally said, or not literally, but paraphrasing again. Like, you're making it political by just playing the fucking song. Exactly. Yeah. And they're want, just... Uh, it's so frustrating. If you want politics so out of your sports, then stop playing the, the anthem. Yeah. <laughs> then you, you get politics out of your sports. Don't try to silence the players. And nothing about that is political. They're just standing in unity. Yeah, I know. It's just, <laughs> it's just racial justice. But you Yeah, know, bro. You know, fuck, uh, fuck um, uh, black Telling people, people not to kill black the, people the is not a political that. issue. And, and it's I, a I, fucking... <laughs> the other thing is, I mean, think of so many other contexts. You know, you kneel before the cross... You kneel before royalty. Yeah. Why is kneeling on a football field that big a deal? Yeah. How is it that disrespectful in that context? The thing is, the thing is, telling people not, not to kill people is just like be a good human being, and you guys are getting pissed off about that. It's not. It's, like, it's just a bunch of racist fucking white supremacists yeah. getting pissed off about their values and their beliefs and their normal uh, world being questioned. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's good for them. So like, why are you making this a big deal? Like, okay, fuck right off. But yeah. 
Um, uh, we'll save all this talk for the political segment, I guess. Um, uh, let's talk about the week one of the NFL, everybody. In specific, the Lions. Bruh, I, <laughs> bruh, I literally was watching that game. What was the score? Like 23-6 or 9 or something? Hey! Um, uh, we, got a, we got a fourth guest on the pod. Oh, shit. Uh, Who's here? Uh, Dylan Wagella is in the house. Oh. Damn, all the way from <laughs> sunny Arizona. Bye, everybody. See ya. Are you leaving or are you staying? I'm just going to hang out over here. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, so, Went outside yeah. to read a book because I thought that game was over. <laughs> <laughs> Went outside to enjoy the day. <laughs> yeah, um, I was having brunch with uh, my friends and was watching. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, they're up. Uh, 23 to, what would you say it was? 23 to I three think six. Or six. 23 to six. six. Going into the fourth quarter or whatever. I'm like, then I messaged, they, they, the Bears scored a touchdown really quick. And I'm like, yeah, guys, there's no way they don't blow this, right? And, of course, the Lions blew it in the most Lions fashion, where even when they did give up the lead, they drove right back down the field. And Matthew Stafford threw a perfect pass to our new rookie running back, DeAndre Swift, who didn't drop a pass in Georgia, where he played prior to this season, dropped a wide-open, unguarded touchdown pass, leading to the Lions losing to the Bears on week oh, one. Oh, man. That, that was I, – I hate to revel in your guys' misfortune. I, I don't know how you guys do this every year. But I was watching with a group of friends, including uh, – Al Atkinson and Chris Summers and Mike Barkerstock, none of whom listen to this podcast, which is unfortunate. Bastards. Um, um, <laughs> so that moment, is, it was utterly fucking priceless. I'm sorry, but for the split second where the ball's in his hands, yeah! the, the pure elation, and then he dropped it. Agony and ecstasy in, the split, in, a, in a split second. It was, it was yeah, unlike anything unreal. I've ever seen. It's I I it you know the thing is it is like everything I've ever seen I've seen this so many times since I've been truly following the Lions like is an, in an obsession uh, obsessive fashion. This is every this this is what we are. Um, you guys know Mina Kimes. Um, she's a sports broadcaster on ESPN, but yeah. she's been uh, posting on Twitter saying the Lions have the best Twitter because she's been like hyping up the Lions all off season. And she, she even posted weird a, flex, but okay. <laughs> even posting a thing saying like um, me uh, hyping the Lions up all season. And all the other other announcers are, and it's just a bunch of people in the Joker mask walking down an escalator, like these are clowns. Because all the Lions fans are like, "Don't do this. You know it's going to be bad." And then Is I she see, from Michigan? No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't think so. I'm not positive, but she, <laughs> she just like looked at their roster and realized like, okay, yeah, this actually seems good. It's the third year under a new coach. She's like. Oh, Come God. on, and uh, then I saw her on uh, either around the horn or first take or whatever it was on, and uh, <laughs> she's just like, "Yeah, uh, I don't know how this happened. Um, I just think they're cursed. They must just be a cursed franchise because there is no excuse for all the shit that has happened to this franchise." It's kind. It's weird. It's uh. It's almost unexplainable to this point. <laughs> and the thing is, like, everything else that everyone said would never happen has happened. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Cubs won a World Series. Uh, Donald Trump got elected president. Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar. Tool released another album. <laughs> but the Lions have not won a Super Bowl. Yep, or a playoff game since 1991. Um, <laughs> they have made it to the conference finals once. 
um, before I was born, I believe, <laughs> or right after I was born, one of the two, and got smoked by um, the Washington football team. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to keep that. Uh, honestly, I would be okay with it. I think their new logo looks kind of sick. To it does honest. look kind of cool. The like w. that, just that uh, that sexy looking W. I want to fuck mm-hmm. that W. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want sides. I want them to actually be called the Red Tails. I think that would be cool and like an yeah. homage to uh, you know the racism that's gone on in the world to have something named after the first airborne fleet. I think in World War II that was piloted by um, black pilots. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. really cool. I've seen some logo designs. It looks pretty dope. You know, and they're called the Red Tails. You can keep the same color scheme. You know. But, um, uh, yeah, the Lions are cursed forever. I hope they lose the rest of their games and we draft Tep- Trevor Lawrence, fire the fuck out of Matt Patricia. More than fire him, we should probably just shoot him in the head. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Bro, I saw that, I saw that, um, don't know who he was talking to, but it's like, do you, uh, you know, question your, like, play calling as a coach in the fourth quarter? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, I have, like, one of the best fourth quarters plays in nfl history so i don't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> yeah and just he's pretty he's much re- like a douchebag to the malcolm butler interception against, yeah um seattle in that super bowl where russell was through a pick right at the mm-hmm. end line instead of running with uh marshawn lynch which you know that is not a good play call by him as more as it is a terrible play call by who is currently our offensive coordinator daryl bevel yeah. like, who was the the offensive coordinator for seattle during that play it's just two morons coming together to create absolute shit <laughs> he's one where's Nine jim bomb cooter when you need him Fuck Jim Rob Cooter. <laughs> Just miss saying his name. It, that what that is some kind of fun name to say. The Lions are going <laughs> to play Green Bay next week at Green Bay. Not Have fun home, with that. Not that home field advantage matters much more uh, anymore with like no fans or I guess in Arrowhead you can have some racist fans. I don't know. But and um, in uh, Jacksonville. Well, I don't know if they were doing do. anything. Uh, Jacksonville, <laughs> yay. <laughs> <laughs> But, but Aaron Rodgers, who just eviscerated the Vikings, is going to, I, you know, this would be classic Lions. They come and demolish the Packers, but I don't mm-hmm. really see how that's happened. Our entire secondary is hurt. Coleman's on IR. Our defense looks even worse than it was last year. Somehow Mitchell Trubisky is a Super Bowl winning quarterback whenever he plays the Lions. You know, <laughs> Matt, Matt Patricia has never beat the Bears in his entirety of coaching the Lions. Which wow. is- Bro, he's got nine wins. He's got nine wins, which is what Jim Caldwell got the year he was fired. That's what he <laughs> averaged every year. Rehire Caldwell, lines. bro. Can you yeah. just rehire him? You don't need to rehire Caldwell. Just stop hiring these idiots from the fucking Patriots. It's Bill Belichick there, and it's Tom Brady, or was Tom Brady. There's but, no other magic. But, yo, guess who, guess who is undefeated since Tom Brady left the Patriots? It's Bill Belichick. Guess who isn't, or who is defeated since he left the Patriots? It is Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, who got smoked by the Saints this last week. The other ageless wonder, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Well, who do you give credit to in these situations? I'm going to give it to Bill Belichick. We'll see how um, uh, Brady turns out in the Bucs. I do think that they're... Brady but has you don't some star power, but you don't give that loss to old Brucey. I give down that, in Tampa. I give that loss to the Saints having a really good team, Sean Payton, Payton being a really good coach, and they're them not the the Bucks not having a mini camp in like the whole off season, a normal one to get on page because like it's an, that's fair. It's an entire Tom Brady offense now. I I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Otherwise, you know, this the opening game, 
the Chiefs versus the Texans. God, the Chiefs kind of look unstoppable still. Clyde Edwards, Edwards Hilaire comes in as a rookie, looks like a fucking superstar. Our rookie, as in the Lions, drops an easy touchdown pass. You know, curse. Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes unite. <laughs> um, yeah, Patch, and then the Ravens looked stellar too. You know, it just it it sucks seeing all these awesome teams going out there and doing things when the Lions on paper should be good. We should have one of the most prolific offenses. If Stafford is healthy, if Kenny Galladay is healthy, I know Kenny Galladay was out, but like AP looked pretty good. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, a thirty-five-year-old running back, was our best <laughs> offensive player. Yeah, <laughs> that is. I don't know if that's a positive. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um. So yeah, football is back. At least there has been no positive COVID tests, so that's been good. Hopefully, we can have a season so we can all get our fantasy jollies off. Um, uh, in, other, in other big uh, games that happened over last week, the Cardinals shocked the world by beating the 49ers in a four-point game at San Francisco. Are they still playing at San Francisco? Yeah, I think they're The Niners? Yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. I know they moved stadiums. I wasn't sure if it was still there. Right. But, um, uh, yeah, Kyler Murray looks like the future. DeAndre I think Hopkins. Should, should baseball. I think mit, dropped or missed one pass. Not he didn't drop any. He just missed one pass. He went think about fourteen of fifteen. Jesus. Um, yeah, that team looks fun. They got a big test coming up against Washington. Not due to Washington being a threat offensively at all, but they might have the best offensive line in football from what they did to Philly last weekend. Because they have Chase Young and they already had like three other people that are like uh, top ten in the league for pass rushers. So we'll see how that goes. I have Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers in my fantasy, and I am going to be starting Aaron Rodgers because he plays the Lions. Who, <laughs> you know, honestly, yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Me rooting for Aaron Rodgers to do good against the Lions is probably going to make the Lions do good because they. Fuck oh, 100 percent. He's throwing like two interceptions. Take this with a grain of salt. I'm, you know, I'm not a football guy, but I think you're making the right decision. Thank you. Thank yeah, I'm you. Start, I got Kyler. In Give a, me that grain of salt right now. in the dynasty league. <laughs> Bro, I swear, I just found out his name was Kyler, too. I thought it was Kyle. Oh, come on. Who are I know, you? and he's, he's, he was the rookie I drafted in the Dynasty League. He should have picked baseball. I don't think this football thing is going to work out. Yeah, well, it's working out just fine so far. <laughs> <laughs> you see the moment in the first game where uh, Deshaun Watson ran for like a first down or something, and then he went and immediately sat next to Pat Mahomes on the bench, and yeah. then two together, because they both just got signed to mega contracts, are worth a billion dollars. Oh. Isn't that crazy? It's good for them. It's wild. Fuck yeah, it's good for them. It's so wild. Homes are just like patting on the back, like, yeah. We're yeah. fucking many, rich, bitch. Buy a small island. Mahone's, again. Mahone's got that weird, like, baseball contract, like 13 years, like $500 million. Mm-hmm. No, Mahomes just bought a share in the Cincinnati, or, Kansas, or sorry, Kansas City um, Royals. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's good for him, man. That's yeah. fucking wild. Is he from Kansas City or is he just like, fuck it, I'm a chief mm. for life? I don't think so. I think I would. I think I would have known about it if he was from Kansas City because because he, he went to like Kansas Texas City. or something, right? Texas Tech. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Then we have the debut. That's so crazy. Of uh, the number one overall draft pick in Joe Burrow in Cincinnati went. Oh yeah. Mediocre, but you know, flashes first game. Um, they probably should have won that game, but you know, a little bit of an out of bounds or like a push off thing. I think happened with AJ Green at the end. Or no, the, I think the kicker missed a field goal. Yeah, kicker missed goal. it to tie. 
Yeah, uh, I'm excited for him. The AFC's got a lot of good quarterbacks. I know uh, Tua has not played yet, but I'm sure that moment's coming anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And then Herbert has not when played. When Fitzmagic ends. <laughs> Herbert has not played in uh, Los Angeles yet, but Tyrod Taylor is not a starting quarterback in this league. I don't care He's still playing, eh? Good for him. Yeah, well, they won Props somehow. for that. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, good on him. Didn't give up. <laughs> Um, Saquon Barkley got shut the fuck down by running into brick walls after brick walls for the New York Giants against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers do have one of the best defenses, but Saquon is an all-star, and he had one play where they gave him uh, like a screen pass, and he just went for 30 yards, hurtled over people, and it was awesome. But <laughs> also now Jason Garrett is their play caller, and he might be a fucking moron. So <laughs> we'll see. Well, yeah. Yeah. He hung on for a while with uh, Dallas. Yeah. yeah. I think it was more of uh, the players he had rather than his coaching style. But Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, like with the Lions, you know, the players we have I think are fine. But the coaching style is very, very fucking suspect. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've yeah. never been more wrong about a coach in my life than I was. I was going to say, weren't, weren't you Maddie Patty for Halloween one year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was super excited. Um, yeah, you Now were. I'm pretty sure this was the worst possible pick for a coach. <laughs> Everybody wanted a piece of Matt Patricia. So, so the Lions, we got, we're at Green Bay. Um, we're at Arizona. We're home against New Orleans. Those are our next three matches. And then we have our Oh, fuck. We're about to start 0-4. Yeah. Get everyone fucking out of here. Sheila Ford, the new owner of the Lions, because Martha Ford has stepped down as the owner. Um, get everyone out of here, or else we will riot, or I'm just going to be an Arizona Cardinals fan. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't fucking care anymore. Like, I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> Say it with your no, chest. Nothing makes me feel better about <laughs> being a Tigers fan than not being a Lions fan. It's what I've been telling you for the past, like, two, three years, man. The Pistons are the best team in the city. Get behind them. God, what, what a sorry sack of sports we have in this city right now. Don't make me throw my Blake jersey on right now. The thing, the thing is, the other three have all made the city proud before and will again. Uh, the Lions hey. never have. The Lions never yeah, have. True. They never will. They never will. Like that's I just true. can't see how it's possible that they will. Sorry, we are on to entertainment. Yeah. Brian, would you like to finish your last thought? I was just going to say, like, once you fully give up is when they finally turn it around. No, no, that no, once no. you fully that commit, like, once you buy that Kyler Murray jersey. <laughs> I would buy all the jerseys for them to turn it around. It'd be like once I truly, truly in my heart don't give a shit about the Lions, is that's mm-hmm. when they're going to win. That would be the most Exactly, thing that's what I'm saying. I don't know how that's possible because it's in my fucking bloodlines. But, yeah, that's going to be the moment. <laughs> it's going to be on the on the eve of, or the uh, right after my dad dies, they're probably <laughs> going to be good because I'm, I'm, I'm certain that my dad has cursed me into this fan base. So. <laughs> I don't want you to die, Dad, so um, please at least give me another two years. To, to Papa Wichelle's health. <laughs> another two years. Hey. <laughs> All right, entertainment. All right, what you guys been fucking with these days? Dude, you know what I'm going to watch after this? What's that? The new Netflix movie, The Devil All the Time. Oh, is that the one with um, Bobby Tom Pattinson? And, yeah. Uh, Bobby Pattinson? Very nice. Yeah, based like off the of book. Those guys. That does look yeah. good. 
It's like one of the darkest, most fucked up books I've ever read. So it's oh, you read be... the book? Yeah, it came out. So the dude, who I think he's the narrator in it, uh, he was a truck driver from Stiff, Ohio, or is, uh, which where this movie takes place, and retired at sixty. Went to Ohio State University, got a degree in writing, and then just started writing books. And this is his debut novel, now a Netflix movie. Okay, give us. Can you give us like a, a brief synopsis? Yeah. So takes place in you the fifties. I've heard of this. Yeah. Um. Uh. What is his name? Bill Skarsgård's character comes home from World War Two. Is pretty messed up. Um. Then it's kind of about his kid and like all the lives that are sort of connected in this really dark, fucked up town and just all these really. There's like four different storylines that go on in the book. And they're all just equally dark, equally messed up, and they all just come to a head at the end. But it's kind of about uh, people uh, essentially it's like the surviving. Movie Crash, right? Uh, a little, <laughs> not. a little darker. Yeah, a little, a little better. Hopefully, um, not. sort of, so, so kind of like the Academy you know, Award winning survi- Crash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all their experiences, kind of surviving the traumas of World War II in different ways. I guess you could say. Yeah, it, it sounds, sounds right up Robert Pattinson's alley. There, it's it's literally a fu- like you guys read Cormac McCarthy stuff. Yeah, um, No Country for Old Men and No uh, Con- the, the Road, Road, Blood Meridian. The Road. So he's, the Road was like the first book that made me cry. So yeah, yeah I mean, this book just I don't know. It makes your like skin crawl just how like dark and evil these people are. Like Jason uh, Clark's character in it. He's good. Dude, he take, he's he really takes good. photos and his character's just fucking like so weird and twisted robert pattinson's character in it is uh just this creep and he's a priest uh it's i'm really excited to watch it, it just i'll watch anything robert pattinson's in uh i'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here you, to, i'm glad you're here to back him up Brian. I, I'm, he's, I'm, he's I'm like so, my favorite actor right now i'm so sick of casual moviegoers hating on him because him and kristen stewart because they had the misfortune yeah, of being in twilight yeah. Guess what? All they've done since then is work with a lot of really good directors and make a lot of really well-received oh indie movies. And you see Good Time? Good. I watched that for the first time a few months ago, and that was awesome. Yeah, um, he's great S- in that. Safties, the Safties are... Uh, the Safties are great. They over. have an HBO show coming. What is, a, what is a Safty? The Safty brothers are... A Benny couple. and Josh. They're from New York, I believe. And yeah. they've made the movie Good Time with Robert Pattinson. And Uncut Gems, which you might have heard of, which is even yeah, better than I've Sandler. Seen half of that. Even better than Good uh, Time. Yeah. Okay, Robbery. Cool. Un- uh, unreal. That's why I don't like award shows, man. I no did. love. No love for the Sandman. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that got one nomination, which is criminal. No. That was a great movie. That's what it makes it even cooler, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Brian, you're the most hipster person I know. But. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I've, I've been having these conversations about the next Batman movie because that trailer just dropped. Yo, yo, yo that, that they're still good. filming that too, and that looks so good. I he's I, gonna be great at it. I I, it, I think that DC is gonna screw it up, especially because like in these times you're gonna make a movie where cops are the good guys. Like okay, but you know we'll get to all that I guess probably in the politics segment. But um, I just I've been saying this on the podcast for a while. Robert Pattinson, the original vampire. <laughs> the original Bat is the perfect casting choice to play the new Batman. And he got way COVID. better than stupid ass Ben Affleck. Oh, he, he'll be great at it. 
Yeah, I I like it because it looks like a detective film. Like he's getting all these things. Oh, from the you Riddler. like it because of that? No shit, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like man, something that involves detective work? <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. What are you trying to say over here? I don't mean to roast you. You, 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 just, you just clearly have a noir or noir type. Hell yeah, man! I, I I hope they I hope Matt Reeves comes to his senses and releases this movie in black and white. <laughs> Take the neo noir right out of it. Just made a make a straight noir. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it looks super good though. Um, it does look good because uh, uh, Colin Farrell has the penguins in it, and then Paul Dano, who uh, this this uh, could he's I work great with? Too. Yeah, the, that guy, my buddy that guy at plays work, a creep as well as anyone in Hollywood. He just watched Prisoners for the first time and was texting me about it. He's like, man, Paul Dano has the most punchable face I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never seen that, and I love I love oh, Villeneuve. But, dude. Uh, dude. Dune. Dune. Oh, Dune. God. Still have not watched the trailer yet. It's one Holy of the best trailers shit. I've ever seen. I'm so fucking hyped for Dune. Can't be hype enough. I'm getting more and more hype based on, like, the reactions I have with people around me, like, you know, especially you, Brian, like you gave me the first book that I had not uh, fully dived into yet, but it's yeah, I would read all the first three because I think uh, Denny's also doing a, a TV show for it called The Sisterhood that okay. ties into it. You, you, any uh, familiarity with Dune? Uh, I've watched the awful David Lynch. Oh God, version, which, which, <laughs> which is actually the only David Lynch movie I've ever seen, which is unforgivable in some uh, cinephile circles. Um, that damn but, my favorite director uh but yeah it's uh he's disowned it and with good yeah. reason it's a terrible movie but it's a it's as far as i know movie, I, I've, I I've not read it a great book as far as i know um it's worth a read I, for sure but yeah, having seen having seen the original and knowing villeneuve is attached and what he did with blade runner 2049 and uh arrival mm-hmm. and i've seen arrival and uh um sicario I I, I am just there's no one more well equipped to do that story justice than Villeneuve John did you read uh, the Game of Thrones stuff I've read the first uh, three books if if you dig those you'd probably dig Dune because it's like that and Star Wars right right do you you read regularly I do not read regularly Uh, I should probably uh, if you if you my friend Paul you can borrow borrow, uh, this copy of Dune that I got from somebody Okay. Like, cause I, I still got to me. Most generous, sir. I may, I may well, I may well take you up on that. I'm sure Brian would not mind, cause he needs no. someone else in his. No, family. yeah, I have a, I got a new copy. Well, it's like an original copy that I found in a thrift store with Jake one day. Nice. Nice. Yeah, when we went to the thrift yeah, store, and we bought, we, we randomly were in Traverse City, and we bought, uh, me, Brian, and Kruk each had like buy a book when we were there. Like, the book I bought. Yep. Man fucking yeah. kind of changed my life and I've, I've i'm already on the i'm like nursing my way through the last one because of how good it is we're, yeah. we're i can't remember if we were drunk when we did that or just or just hype you're just like we, we gotta go in everybody buy a book crook <laughs> we bought like some tipsy. like world war ii like hit like fucking yeah. stalin autobiography how to build world war ii model air <laughs> <laughs> i bought a i got i bought a book uh the name of the rose by umberto echo I, I fucking dove in like three chapters i was like ah not yet it's <laughs> a lot of latins going on here i'm not ready for that <laughs> so i gotta ask uh have either of you guys watched the boys 
I no. am, uh, I have watched the boys. If there was, uh, I if there was four more episodes released last Friday, I have not watched those, but I watched the original four, not of of season two. There, the, only one new episode was released last week. Oh, okay. Uh, Bri, it's a great show. Um, what I hear, I was I was hesitant. My friend Eric, who who actually might listen to this podcast, uh, what's up? Shout out to you, Eric Green. What's up? If you are listening, uh, hey. he raved about it for an entire summer. Uh, you got to watch the boys. You got to watch the boys. The name threw me off because it's not a great name, dude. That's what I've been but, saying. But but it, it's a great show. What a terrible name! Like the honestly, boys. like what a dumb ass name it for does, a TV it, show. It, it does nothing to capture the essence of the show. I feel I, like I, people should pay us to come up with names because not no, not I me. Think, I, I hate naming shit. I, think, I, I can't I love name shit to save my life. I think you should just not name it that. <laughs> it is not it, like yeah. There's this group of boys that are men that try to take down superheroes. But yeah, okay, let's call it the boys. Everyone's gonna get it. But like, seriously, that was my only hesitation to watching it in the first place. But when I did, I was like, holy shit! It, it's hooked me like no show since Game of Thrones. Oh really? You're that that high that high of praise about it? Yeah, uh, I I I think it's so well done. Yeah, you know I don't like superhero stuff. I'm high for that Batman. Other than that, I just like the if Watchmen. You, if you don't like superhero stuff, then That's you'll probably you'll you. probably like it because just it's it all the sentimentality of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and whatnot. It's the complete inverse. Imagine. This is a terrible example because I'm about to list off DC superheroes, but imagine if Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman were all dickheads. That's the boys. <laughs> Basically, it's a show about hating superheroes. Yeah, and like, that's pretty it cool. Explains why you hate them and also capitalism. Yeah, because if if, super, if capitalism had its claws <laughs> awesome. in superheroes, yeah. what what we would have? And it, so it's like, yeah, another like I was kind of thinking about that. Um. Like, a reason I don't like these superhero movies because they all just take place in, like, New York City. It's like, I'm sure there's bad shit that happens everywhere in the world. Like, why aren't they just... Even even Gotham is a, um, what's I'm looking for? A, Chicago, sur- a surrogate like, yeah, for Chicago. Uh, yeah. New York, actually. But, oh, yeah. yeah, my bad. Yeah. I think they filmed it in Chicago, that's what I was thinking. They filmed it in Chicago and but, uh, uh, Pittsburgh. So it's, I guess, more or less... I mean, part, part more of the realistic takes to, like, place in Sandusky, Ohio, so... Give them that. <laughs> yeah, so, like... That's kind of cool, where it's like actual like a normal place. It's part like New York it does at this point doesn't mean though, right. Yeah, it's it's part critique, it's part it's like satire. It it's but it but, takes place in New York for a reason, like because of the capitalism influence that it has. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is like I guess that is the media cap of the world, so the, that does the, make the sense. setting. The setting is significant in that regard. Yes. Yeah. But, um, mm, interesting. I would I would say it's a really good show. I mean, it's not. I would. I respect I, that. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm down it. to check it out like, because there's yeah, no shows I'm really watching until uh, Fargo, I think, is coming on end of this month. I got Hulu finally. finally. Got I do need to watch that. Yeah, dude. Chris Rock's leading the cast. So I'm, I'm excited for it, it that. It did look good. Um, and I like the idea of an anthology where the story changes a little bit every every yeah, year. Yeah, and that guy... Dude, I, The Boys n- feels like Watchmen, like... But with like a little bit more well, superhero shit. Yeah, like I, you know, you know, we love the Watchmen, so. Hey, yeah, I can't get through a podcast without talking about it. It's just like Bonnaroo, baby. Let's talk it's... about Bonnaroo. <laughs> 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 um, shit. But yeah, no, Brian, you, I, I, I know what you like, at least relative enough. Like, dude, if, you, I texted you, you about like a show. Works. Um, I'm gonna check it out because, like, I, uh, Are you I was watching, watching it right now. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I was. Turn I was, it on. I think I texted you about a uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, you did. 
So need to watch that I haven't yet. I watched the first two episodes. Super cool. And my friend at work and a couple other people started this book club. And he's like, oh, we should read this book. I'm like, yeah, dude, I watched the first couple episodes. They were pretty cool. And it was a super quick read. Read it in a week. The book fucking sucked. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I haven't watched an episode since then. But well, I feel like the show's better because it's... Isn't it, uh, it's, isn't it like... I, I From what I heard... I could be completely wrong. I think we talked about this before, but wasn't the book written like written by a white guy? Yeah, and then and the he show like, was like more like taking his stories and putting like um uh, like not even that. Like I thought it was gonna be the, like Lovecraftian aliens, you know, meeting this kind of adventure story with this black kid in Jim Crow era America yeah. after he gets home from Korea, and that's what it kind of is in the show. At least the first two episodes I watched, but in the book it's like, oh yeah, he just likes to read sci-fi books, and there's kind of like this noise in the woods that he associates with these aliens from Lovecraft. But it might just be a bear, but he does deal with racism, and his dad doesn't like him. But we're not really gonna talk about that. There's sort of some magic going on, but mm-hmm. yeah. I'll just kind of surface. It was so poorly written. I was shocked, man. I'm like, god damn. <laughs> it was it was straight up like one of the worst books I've read in a long time. Where yeah, I was like I disappointed, and I usually I have not many... felt that in a minute. It was weird. Good enough to get a uh, TV show that one. <laughs> no, yeah, and like Jordan Peele's obviously one of the uh, adapters. I think J.J. Abrams is, and it's like, dude, it's a fucking like pretty yeah, I'm good so show. J.J. Abrams just because of his yeah. success from fucking Lost. Yeah, he made, he, uh, is, he made he, one of the best pilots to ever. He is kind of like a, a, a poor, poor, yeah. poor man's Steven Spielberg. He ruined fair. the Star Wars That's franchise. Fair. Like I. Don't understand Star Wars hype after the fucking uh, the yeah, rise. I of still haven't seen that last worst, one. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. I still haven't seen the last one. Don't, but I would you recommend you don't need to. Don't see yeah. it. It's just gonna it's just gonna piss you off. It's all right. Probably. You think it was all right? How? I didn't hate it. Then again, I'm a, I'm a casual Star Wars guy. Like I'm I'm the guy who sees there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. Cool. You know, like 44 years later, we're still getting new Star Wars movies. You know, I can dig that. But it, yeah, it, how it, old are you? <laughs> so or this is like Dune, Dune is so Dune is Star Wars for adults yeah yeah <laughs> literally uh-huh. but I, I'm, I'm looking for the boys is superheroes for adults I respect that, that. Mm-hmm. also that, that also really like check out Lovecraft Country the show don't read the book it's the I'm first time you'll ever hear that um yeah uh, I want to watch the show but I haven't heard a super cool I feel, opening I feel scene. Like once I once I hear about it, like from like a, you know, like a zeitgeist stand, uh, standard, like everyone's going to be <laughs> talking word. about it. Great yeah. Word. Then then I will like definitely dive in. But I it's a cool, heard, like, re- a really cool opening it. scene, and you'd appreciate it. Okay, cool. I'll definitely check it out. I don't know if I'll get uh, sucked in or not, but. Yeah. No. Like I'm, I'm only on two episodes, and I think there's five out now. So it's, take it out at your leisure, bro. All right. So we're halfway through this segment. So this time for the traditional let's talk about new girl for a half hour oh i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> hold on before that has anyone seen tenet Jake johnson uh <laughs> haven't seen tenet want to see tenet have not Same. seen it yet i got called i was supposed to see with my buddy i got called into work i was like damn and he's still willing without me so you guys remember like early in the year when we had in consecutive weeks a new movie by wes anderson and a new movie by christopher nolan look forward to and then fucking COVID happened and stole that from us. Good Bro. times. Yeah. Good yeah. times. 
French Connection. Uh, out of all the movies you've seen that have been released this year, what would you give the Academy Award to, both of you guys? <clears throat> I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> uh, Palm Springs. Mine Palm, Palm Springs. Springs Palm I Springs. Not, I have not finished thinking of anything yet, but um, I don't know that one. I just I really like Charlie Kaufman, and that's one you, of the cooler books I've ever read. I've not seen that one. I heard it was good. I mean, it's, Read it's, the book. It's uh, directed by the guy that directed my favorite movie of all time, Eternal Sunshine. No, um, he wrote the he wrote the screenplay. Oh, yeah, sorry. wasn't it? Um, yeah, uh, M- Michelle Gondry who did, uh, or Michael Gondry who directed Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Kaufman's the writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's also who adaptations based on. Yes. Yep. Um, I, uh, I, he also, also did Syndico, New York. Right, right, one right. Of, with, uh, one of Philip Seymour P- Hoffman's PSH, finest roles. R.I.P. R.I.P. Can we? We should just talk about how good uh, Palm Springs was because that was Palm Springs was fucking great. Definitely, in my, it's in my top ten movies of all time that I've. Seen. I think I texted wow. you like halfway halfway through. I was watching. It I was like, bro, you gotta fucking watch yeah, this movie. And I watched it and I've already seen it like four times. <laughs> I just yeah. I loved how it's the first time I've ever seen Andy Samberg not play a total goofball. It's the first time I've ever seen him, you know, play it serious for a second, and he nailed it. He was yeah, great. Niles and, the nihilist. His chemistry with um, Christine Milotti was wonderful. J.K. Simmons was great. What else is new? Um, it, it was, I it knew was I utterly, smelled you, you bastard. <laughs> it was utterly, utterly terrific. Um, definitely the best movie I've seen. It's like show. one of the, it's like those the movies where like you can rewatch them and they're like better. Like rewatching oh, yeah. it was even better because like you like picking up on all these things and whatnot. Like we did a uh, for my other podcast, Will That Suck. We did an episode on it and. Like talking about because they had just all both just seen it. And I'm like picking up on all these other details that I I think could be uh, construed in a different way. Uh, I don't know. It was just like I need to it was, watch and, it. and it was feel good too, which I do have a sucker for happy endings. But um, yeah, it was just a fun ride. And Groundhog Day was always one of my like top ten movies, so this same kind of concept. Same concept. One of those time loop kind of but, things you might it, have heard of. It didn't feel <laughs> it, it didn't feel like a ripoff. It was is a very similar yeah. concept, but it didn't feel like a ripoff. They it definitely added their own spin to it and mm-hmm. made it work. Setting it in a wedding in the middle of the desert. And the cinematography was great. Yep. Um, that first wedding scene was like perfect. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I know when when Brian told me to watch it, he told me it was kind of like a time loop kind of deal. Um, uh, I kind of wish I would have watched that first scene without knowing that, mm. but I'm kind of glad that I had the idea because I was confused and how this was so perfect. I was like, was this guy already in the time loop? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all have an Irvine. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great. That's a great line. That's kind of like a. Oh, that's that's the um, line that movie will be remembered for. Yeah. Like wait, uh, wait, wait, like a uh, Rushmore West bringing back to Wes Anderson. She's my Rushmore. Yep. It's what it's what J.K. Simmons says to Andy Samberg when he goes back and J.K. Simmons is finally chilled the fuck out and he's not trying to kill him anymore and he's like, I'm stuck in this time loop, but whatever the fuck, you know, I'm just going to accept it, you know, because today is a good day. Um, she's, uh, my, my daughter's drawing a picture. I forget the exact line, but yeah. yeah. My, son, my son's playing with shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's a great scene. I just feel like, like we all have our Irvine. An, I would be such an Andy Samberg if I was in that movie. If like if I was the one stuck in this time loop. Although actually, well, no, I would be getting every single person I knew into the time loop. But, yeah, you would. I am an asshole. Asshole. Lerman you would not be an Andy Samberg. 
Come on, everybody. Look at this. Look. Oh, now we're at a wedding forever with all of us. God. <laughs> Slowly get the entire world there. <laughs> that. God damn. You ever think about yeah. that? Yeah, I thought about that. That'd be nuts. Make everyone live forever. People just I, got, try to I gotta fu- rewatch people, it. You'd, you'd have to think you'd be public enemy number one for a minute. I mean, probably for the rest of my life. I would yeah. like wake up and be in jail, I guess, forever. Yeah, Roy. Roy it would just be Roy, but everybody. And it, you'd be Niles. Mm-hmm. God, that'd be wild. There's so many possibilities. Think of the possibilities. I'm sure some people would have fun with it. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that, though? If, like, in, the entire world just woke up and it's, like, still Wednesday the 16th. Hasn't that been 2020, though? Yeah, it just, yeah. it would be... Uh, <laughs> just saying. Oh, man. What a Fuck, perfect movie we, to come out in 2020. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because we, yeah, like, every time I talk to my dad now, because he hasn't really worked, because, you know, he does the touring stuff, he's like, yeah, it's Groundhog's Day for me. Because <laughs> he just... Oh, well, oh, shit, it's Palm Springs for me, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry, dad. <laughs> I'm you have fucking, to fucking loving this. <laughs> <laughs> and someone else is like, oh, well, it's happy death day for me. I, I just, I thing. love that All scene, too, when he's like, isn't it that the one time, he's like, oh, yeah, sometimes Roy comes to the wedding, sometimes he doesn't, he's like, the one night he did. It's <laughs> like, it's the first time I talked to him, they just do lines of coke, he's like, I'll show you Dude, the way. <laughs> I, will, I will find you, shitbird. That's, that's one of my favorite scenes when he's like, yeah, you see that guy over there? He's holding in his pocket, and now just immediately goes up like, yep, he's got it. <laughs> Don't worry, I used to be a bomb guy. <laughs> yeah. There's a bomb in this cake. Oh my god. The god. I thought the ba- I thought besides like you know obviously the main ones, the best actress in that movie was Niles' girlfriend. <laughs> He's just acting like what? Oh my god! Like the whole time. That was so good when he he repeated every word back to her, and they were just totally in sync. That was good. Oh, he's making margaritas at the sink, and then like, I wonder if she has. No, she's not coming back. (laughs) Like, who are you again? I, I'm whoever's boyfriend. What a movie, though. Like, seriously, I really... I kind of don't want any other movies to have a chance at winning, so I want that movie to win. Yeah. I, I know it, it won't. I, it should. It should get nominated for... It, it's it's definitely... I think dog. Andy Samberg should get nominated. Yeah, it's between that and Sonic for me. <laughs> it's not been a banner year for movies. It's almost oh, like man. COVID delayed the release of almost all the good ones. Yeah. Sonic was the last movie I saw in theaters, and I don't know how I feel about it. Weird flex. The last one I saw was The Big Lebowski. I got what? fucked up on white... Which yeah, to, like Redford Theater or Ma- State? The no, up here in that, TC. You, you, you they are were playing TC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah, you traveled for that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I drive fucking four hours to see The Big Lebowski. Bro, it was on a... I've never seen The Big Lebowski. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's Mortal Sin. Mortal Sin. My favorite movie. Recommend it for hey. one of those palate cleansers, boys. Come on. Do it. I've recommended Good Will Hunting, but I'd recommend this one. Well, like, it's, yeah, I have, it, it's that one. I have one. fucking Zen, like, Tao philosophy books based around the philosophy of Dudism, which is a made-up religion. <laughs> Forget. Based for, around this movie, man. Forget it's Fargo. so cool. Forget No Country for Old Men. The Big Lebowski is the Coen Brothers masterpiece. It I is. It, I it is. It. Well, we, we, I, I, we, I agree. <laughs> we recorded, um, well, that sucked yesterday, and we had to pick between three movies that were uh, for our palate cleanser. I'll admit I haven't listened to one yet, but I, I do I do want to. 
It, you should. It, They're it, funny. I think it, I think it we're actually right putting out really good uh, quality. But we had to pick between Brian's movie, Goodwill Hunting, Jordan's Korean movie, which I don't remember the name, and Parasite, and some other one. But we we ended up we ended other up, Korean uh, films, Brian. We we, <laughs> we picked Goodwill Hunting, Brian. So next week yeah. on the podcast for our palate cleanser. We will be nice. reviewing Goodwill Hunting, so I will finally see that. It's a great flick. Oh, nice. It is a yeah, great that's flick. That's one of my yeah top five for me. I got a number. How you like them apples, dude? Robin Williams. Is that where that's from? Yes. Yeah. And Robin <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> Holy shit! I miss him. Not, and it's not your would, fault. And that's it's, it's not, not your fault. fault. <laughs> I know that, that scene know on the Sean. bench. That, that scene on the bench. Uh, that's that's where, that's where he that's where he won the All right, Oscar. Well, hey, spoilers, spoilers. I yeah, didn't see no, this it's... movie that came out. When did this come out? Like twenty years ago. 90, 90, oh, 23 years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon and Ben Affleck won the yeah. Oscar for they best original Oscar. screenplay. They won Oscars in, when they were six years younger than any of us. They've been writing yeah, the for, for writing that movie ever since. Um, ben Affleck yeah. has been writing Matt Damon's coattails. Yes. Yeah, I believe that. Mini Driver yeah. in that movie though. Mini Driver in every movie. Yes. Whatever happened to her? In in one year, she was in Goodwill Hunting and Gross Point Blank, two of the to be honest, I thought you guys were talking the about the movie Baby Driver, and there was like the, an act, the main actor in Baby Driver was in that movie. <laughs> they should have gotten Mini Driver for Baby Driver. That's the only conceivable way that Baby Driver could have been better. <laughs> we figured it out. All right, let's kill ourselves and go back in time. It's Balm Springs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so, what else you guys been fucking with? Anything like uh, anything else going on in the the zeitgeist? In the zeitgeist, in uh, I guess it would be the zeitgeist in your personal zeitgeist. I've been reading. I finished reading Infinite Jest. That was a fucking gnarly ride. Nice. You want to? Um, like, uh, do you want to talk about it? I've been like reading like I've Reddit read posts about it. It's by David Foster Wallace. R.I.P. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So like yeah, it's a thousand plus pages long, like two hundred fo- two hundred pages of footnotes about tennis and addicts and television. My God, how exciting! You really <laughs> yeah no one. you really yeah no it's it's <laughs> pretty <laughs> like this guy touches a lot on like board like boredom and like just was that one pe- the centerpiece? I take it you've seen the end of the tour. Yeah, no, that's what it's about. Yeah, that, that, that was the, the that's a great that's, movie. That's what I thought. That that is yeah. a great movie. Um, yeah, talk about speaking of comedic actors playing it straight. Uh, Jason C- Jason Siegel as yeah. Wallace. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, he, so and his chemistry with Eisenberg is it's wild. so good. So the the book. So when he killed himself, obviously in the beginning yep. of the, he was writing a book called The Pale King, which. Mm-hmm got published i think a couple years after he died and was nominated for like book of the year which never happened with jest or his debut mm-hmm. um and it's all it was half finished and it's all about boredom taxes like just shit nobody likes the, the and he was going of modern life yeah this guy went to harvard amherst college and uh arizona university and then he started taking community college classes in rural Illinois about taxes and all this and that. And I I have the book. I haven't read it yet. But I just feel like that was just how it ends with him just like, I'm just so tired and like doing the same thing in Board of Life that this is how the book ends is me killing mm-hmm. myself. Heavy, heavy shit. Yeah, the dude was like, he has one of the greatest uh, speeches, I think. 
I I listen to it every now and then called uh This Is Water. He gives it to a college. I can't remember which one, but I'll send it to you after this. It's definitely look it up on YouTube though for those who are listening. This Is Water by David Foster Wallace. Like really just cool like um speech that he gives to uh these college graduates. Oh, I, th- I thought you were about to read it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's way too <laughs> it's way too long. It's like 20 <laughs> 25 minutes it's 25 minutes speech what the fuck yeah kick you out of my wedding no (laughs) i've I've not read his work but holy shit that's an amazing movie that that oh yeah dude i it's it's one of the top two hardest books i've ever read it's called the end of the tour i watched it i watched it on a plane to uh la five years ago and i was just bawling my eyes out and i believe it's on netflix yeah these strangers were are you okay you're i'm fine we are number three. It's, it's good. Uh, it's, uh... The president grabbed me. Um, yeah, I've, I've uh, never cried in a plane for reasons that I didn't think it was just going down. Oh, God. <laughs> From <some> turbulence. <laughs> um, uh, but we're on to politics, guys. And normally at this point I would pause the podcast because I have to go pee. But I have multiple guests, so... Let's see how you guys fare in talking about politics without me. Well, I will return in about ten minutes because I'm also gonna smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Have fun. Ten minutes. Hey Brian, pack. We're to, just gonna take it over. Yeah, pack to not talk about politics. Yeah, I don't really know. God, it, there's there's just too much going on. I don't even know where to really start. You said it. And plus, we already you know got into it a little bit on sports. I was yeah, like, what were we talking about? Oh, there was something I wanted to touch on with uh, Kansas City. Yeah, the um, the booing there. Right. I think it was JJ Watt who was like, "I don't understand, like the booing." It's like, yeah, you do, man. And there was a guy. Uh, damn. Don't play dumb. ES- you can't play dumb, yeah. Uh, he was on ESPN like around the horn or something where he's just like, you know, you do know why it's these. Pretty much what Nick was saying uh, in the beginning of the show. Like, these people are fucking racists. And yeah. they don't like that they're standing up for uh, for black people and Black Lives Matter. They don't like that. That's why they're getting pissed off. And Yeah, like, are you actually surprised that the only people who showed up to Arrowhead Stadium, you know, people disregarding social distancing and the whole probably don't gather in crowds bit, uh, are likely Trump-loving racist rednecks? Is it really that big a surprise? Not at all, man. It's People are showing their true colors. Like I lost faith in humanity, I feel like, when I saw the picture of that guy in Lansing just screaming his face off to a cop, holding a fucking like AR-15, no mask on. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Grow the fuck up. Like, you know, you, you, you tell, you know... Uh, um, George Floyd or something like that happens. You say, well, if 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 you just obeyed the law, you'd be he'd be all right. But you know, dude, that's you're, you're, not... you're told you're told to wear a mask or you can't go to the gym and you lose your shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's yeah, it's like if only he obeyed the law. It's like man, you these these police are not allowed to be judge, jury, executioner. And then there's that 17 year old kid, right? Who who is like a what he killed two protesters shooting it's like oh he was using self-defense and he was there helping out the cops like man mm-hmm. it's not your job to help out police no no uh like they I are mean, they're, police they're, they're, for a reason they're already heavily armed enough yeah you they, don't they don't need militia 
Yeah, what the fuck is this, man? Like, what year is this? We got Minutemen coming out of their homes? Like, the fucking British are coming? Yeah, uh, apparently we woke up in 1776, but it's... Um, I'm sick of it, man. This shit kills me, bro, and I uh, have to serve people who are wearing... It's funny when I see people wearing Trump masks. Yeah, I'm sure in northern Northern Michigan. That that, that is some kind of irony, because he... of course, of course, you know, beh- not behind the scenes, but in front of the camera, he he downplayed the significance of this forever, and yet you can actually get a Trump mask. It, That's that it, that it is blows mi- my mystifi- mind. That just, is mystifying to me. I just don't understand the logic. No anymore. No. Yep. Uh, I, I'm 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 am accepting this science by wearing this mask. Um, in spite of my accepting this science, uh, uh Trump 2020. Uh, what did you tag? Didn't he also say like science is wrong sometimes? Like he like he's quoting Mac from It's Always Sunny. Sometimes mm-hmm. science is wrong, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, oh it's, man. It's like I don't even. Uh, it's so like, fucking frustrating. Living in a simulation. We're, we're, we're living in a simulation, and hundred percent. Just this is a glitch in the goddamn matrix. Yes, uh, I want the other pill. Get me the Where's, fuck out. Give me Keanu Reeves. Oh, I watched Point Break for the. I, I I I can't carry on a conversation about politics. I watched Point Break for the first time last night. Decent flick. You know, I haven't seen that one. It's, it's you know it's, what's a super underrated, what? um, Keanu Reeves movie. Was that? Oh God, it's the one where he's a uh, coaching like an inner city baseball team. Hardball. Hardball, yeah. That movie made me sob oh, my, my God. eyes out when G-baby. I was twelve years old. G baby, oof, man. I love Never it when forget. you call me Big Papa, dude. He's like he's got he's got his same song over yeah. and over. Yeah, they they kick the one team they they kick the one kid off the team and he falls into uh, gang life. That, that was yeah. uh, that, that's dude, such a heartbreak. That's a heavy movie. That Definitely is a heavy. Saw movie. that like way yeah. too young. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That that movie made me sob my eyes out when I was twelve oh, years old. Same. But yeah, if you want a gloriously over the top uh, and just completely bonkers 90s movie point break is about as fucking out there as it gets is that the one where they're surfing there's uh he he, he goes under he's a cop johnny johnny utah who goes <laughs> undercover to as a surfer to uh bust these uh these bank robbers who dress up as lbj uh um johnny nixon utah. carter and reagan and he suspects that they're um all surfers so he goes undercover and learns how to surf and he's got it, it the whole the whole movie feels like an excuse to get a lot of really cool shots of skydiving and waves crashing, but, <laughs> but that, that's it's based, that's what it felt like. But it, it was not a it was not a boring watch. I'll give it hundred percent. Kind of sounds like the, you sold it to. It sort of sounds like the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> like I, it, it's on. It's actually, Keanu Reeves and Kurt Russell, right? No, um, uh, Patrick Swayze. Oh god! I, I can see. The same, I, guess. I, I can see how you'd get them confused. Yeah. They basically play the same role for uh, a long time. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think Kurt Russell is a little cooler than Patrick Swayze. Uh, no, no, not, not the not the hate on Swayze too much. All right, no hate on Swayze. Yep, but uh, yeah, but Kurt Russell's just a bad motherfucker and has been for like forty years. Uh, I just watched Agreed. Escape from I just watched Escape from New York for the first time. Uh, a minute back, dude. Was a, I gotta see that one. You know what? I, he's in a Big Trouble in Little China, right? Indeed, both directed by John Carpenter, and he's also in the thing, right? Uh, 
is he in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he because uh, he was in the Hateful Eight, and he has this. He says the same line from that. That's like, right. That's one right. One of I, these fellers ain't who he says he is. I've seen uh, some theories that um, the Hateful Eight, for being a movie set in the 1860s, against the backdrop of you know post Civil War America, is really just a giant tribute to the thing. With um, uh, yeah, Morricone I, doing the score and you know Kurt Russell also being in the film. I believe that. That mm. film, though, I, I watched it once, and I think it's still on Netflix. Like, they have this, uh, I think it's like a three-part Yeah, they, they, like they broke it up. They broke yeah. it up like four. But, dude, that, like, I'm, if Nick was here, he'd know. He doesn't like Tarantino at all, and I, I do uh-huh. like Tarantino, but that one was just like, holy shit, man. This is it, fucking, it's his, like. It's his worst movie. Yeah, bar, I was like. Bar none, <laughs> bar none, it's his worst movie. It's. I saw it one time. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> All his other movies are in are eminently watchable. Uh, put them. Jackie on. Brown's the only one I have to. I think the only one I got to see. Oh, Jackie Brown's great. Yeah, that's ja- what I keep hearing. It's it's an outlier for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's it's his only film that's based on pre existing material. And okay. Besides Samuel L. Jackson, like the rest of the cast, it was it was a one and done. He never worked with him again. Um, uh, Pam Greer, Robert De Niro, um, fuck, he Ooh. just died. What's his name? He's so good in the movie. Damn Isn't it a Har- Harvey Keitel Har- or whatever? Har- Harvey Keitel's not in it. Shit, oh, this damn. Is, I'm, I'm about to look it up. I, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting this dude's name. He plays uh, Max Cherry. Uh, in Jackie Brown? In Jackie Brown. He was so good. Robert Forster. Robert Forster. He just died oh, last year. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah. He was in oh, a Twin Breaking Bad's. He, he was in Twin Peaks and yeah. uh, Bre- Breaking Bad as yep. well. Uh, Michael Keaton, Bridget Fonda. So oh like, my God, Michael Keaton's in it. Yeah. Holy shit. So like, love, so like besides, but, who doesn't? Besides Samuel L. Jackson, it was a bunch of people he he, he never worked with again after that movie. Interesting. Um, yeah, Jackie Brown's a, a fine flick. Um, What's your favorite I, QT film? Well, it, without question, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction's I number, that. Pulp Fiction's number two after Return of the King for me. Oh um, wow! Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like a uh, Inglorious Bastards. That would be that would be my next favorite for him. Damn. So, Return of the King's your favorite movie of all time. I love that. Yep. It's it's Seventeen years later, man, I've still never seen anything that measured up to it. Dude, I've been thinking about rereading the books. I I should probably I would appreciate them more now because yeah that's I've, what I'm I've, thinking, I've, I've always thought the movies were vastly superior but then again oh like yeah the books but, are ri- the books are written in kind of an encyclopedic prose yeah and this is I I, I I think during the winter because I have the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings all extended editions on Blu-ray mm-hmm. like during the winter when it's downtime i want to watch just fucking all and, six and plus that that's when they came that's when that's when they came out so it's a it's a nostalgia thing I guess. yeah exactly what do we hold up to over here uh we we just got talked we, we talked about tarantino yeah. we did talk about politics for a second yeah i don't know, I don't yeah, know how we were, we yeah we were kind of we went back to that uh kind of the um unity thing in kansas during, city yeah in kansas city yeah. and just how like all right well if you guys haven't used your hold up yet then we should talk about the crisis that's going on at um, uh, the border at the Trump's concentration camps is what I'm calling them where there, there was a whistleblower event that recently came out where they a, a nurse that worked in the Atlanta 
uh, hold. I, I don't. I don't even know what you call them for like illegal immigrants, like the holding cells they have, like the children in cages shit, where mm-hmm. they are forcing hysterectomies on women there. What the fuck? Which is is very similar to fucking Nazi Germany. Yeah, I was gonna say I've heard, like, heard this like story a, before in fucking eighth grade history class. Yeah, they had it a, sounds they had like a, a crime against humanity. Come, they they had a doctor that would come there and they would call him the uterus collector. And what the he, fuck? He, they would just like they would trick these women into getting hysterectomies when they didn't need them. Or the uterus Bro. collector. It's even a it's it's, it's a tricky nickname like Doctor Death or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we are living in a. In a crazy country right now, guys. Bro, speaking of, like, you said Nazi Germany. Like, did you read that shit about, like, nearly two-thirds of U.S. young adults are unaware six million Jewish people were killed in the Holocaust? Yep. Yep. Like, that's a new survey that came out today. Which is, which is in... What the... Imagine imagine doing a podcast while while you're uh, uh, anti-fascist in uh, Germany at this time. Is what it kind of feels like us doing this right now, to me at least. That's that's startling. Almost, this is uh, almost 20% of New York millennials blame Jews for the Holocaust. That's uh, crazy. Um, What the fuck? I always thought that like... Are we millennials? I I, I can never. We yeah. are millennials. Yes. I always yes. thought that like our generation's um, misunderstanding of history and disregard for history only extended to movies and music. Like I'll never fucking watch a movie that was released before. You know, speaking from a typical millennial perspective, I'll never fucking watch a movie that was released before two thousand. I'll never fucking listen to any music that has a guitar in any significant capacity. Um, Apparently, I was wrong. Apparently, it extends to not knowing history. Yeah, well, even rock and roll was, like, stolen from a black artist, a black blues artist, you know? Like, just, mm-hmm. like, even, like, a Little, little Richard, my, I'm, I'm saying his name right, right? Little Richard, yeah. Yeah, like, he he was, like, essentially one of the big creators of... Like, Godfathers of rock and roll, yeah. Yeah, but he, he, when, like, the Grammys or something, whatever, came on, he was like, I just want people to recognize me. For what I did, and like you know, they just like blackballed him, like because they shit on him and Chuck Berry. Yeah, yeah, no question. And they give all these fucking accolades to goddamn Led Zeppelin, and I know Led Zeppelin is great, but Led Zeppelin did steal a lot of their music and a lot of their influences from black mm-hmm. artists that were not ever recognized, but because they were Led Zeppelin, a bunch of fucking white boys. Um, not that Led Zeppelin wasn't good or anything, but like come on you know like this this all music has history all i'm gonna say elvis is, presley stole like all of his shit all i'm gonna say is yes little richard and chuck berry should have there's a yes there's a cool uh, documentary on netflix is where i watched it some um, you seen old brother where art thou yeah oh oh yeah i have not so yeah you remember that uh the dude they meet who's like i sold my soul to the devil at the crossroads uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy. Yeah. 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 So there's a documentary about like the guy who supposedly did that. I can't remember his name right now, but um. God damn it, uh, Robert Johnson, I think. I'm pretty yeah. Sure. Uh, Robert Johnson. Yeah. Super interesting. Like about how he was like supposedly you know. This okay guitarist then went away for a year and then he came back and he was just like doing shit no one's ever seen before mm-hmm. and he's like the father of you know what is rock and roll 
essentially. Yeah. And there's just that mystery. It's like, oh, he sold his soul to the devil, all this and that, and he died, I think, at 27. Or some go? shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I, that sounds that sounds familiar. I'd, I I would absolutely watch the shit out of that. I yeah, saw, I saw a tweet recently, like from uh, one of these uh, black woman podcasters that I like follow a lot and like listen to all all, all of her stuff. She's like, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't need uh, new white rappers or white hip hop artists. Can we just get like another uh, MGMT going out here? Because that is where that that is like white music, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like um, you know shit like that, like. I don't know. We just are, are appropriating everything, and it's not even that. Like, I'm not saying like white people can't make the same kind of music that black people make. I'm saying like, why are the white artists like Post Malone, whatnot, who I do fucking love, Post Malone? Why are they put on pedestals when the people that created this originally are yeah. just? I just not want people respected to stop. at all. I just want people to stop bitching when N.W.A. And Biggie and Tupac get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because guess what? They fucking belong there because rap is rock and roll. Rap yeah. is. I, I'll tell you what, Biggie and Tupac belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame far more than fucking ABBA or, or Madonna cheap, or Cheap Trick. <laughs> cheap Trick is rock and roll. Cheap Trick, is, but, but, but 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 ABBA. Well, cheap Trick sucks. <laughs> uh, no, they don't. Um, but, <laughs> You fucking white supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, Abba, Abba, and Madonna are from the fucking school of Frank Sinatra, and and f- uh, fucks fuck Frank Sinatra. I said what I said. Who who, hate, who hated rock and roll? You know, they, they are divergent from that school, you know. Whereas, you know, rap rap came from funk and soul. Soul came from R and B. What does R and B stand for? Rhythms and rhythm and blues. Yeah. What else descends from the blues? Rock and roll. Exactly. Ro- it's a tree, and guess what? Rap is a branch. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, it's like we have this whole like Devil at um, the Crossroads is the documentary name on Robert Johnson. There's this whole genesis of music like where it was created, and then we just like left out. Uh, the foundations of this fucking tree and we're just looking at these branches that have branched out from it and it's not fair and it speaks a lot a lot more to our current culture and society and how we leave out like black voices and and and, and other people of color but more specifically black voices that we just decide aren't uh, as good for no reason other than the color of their skin yep which is a big issue with our society right now that is having a it's reckoning sad. with. We we are having a reckoning, and it seems that you know, making some movement towards correcting this because it's it's been a trend for forever. Yeah, I don't really know how you um uh, truly fix the system without burning it all down. But you know, I don't know. Other people have more or less aggressive ideas. But you know, I've turned into an anarchist. <laughs> Speaking of burning it down, they say um, every, the every anarchist is a socialist. The entirety of the West Coast is on fire. <laughs> Isn't like the fucking like, and then then uh, down south getting hit by hurricanes. Like I feel like yeah, half the country's on fire or underwater right now. San Francisco yeah. looks like the setting of Blade Runner 2049. I've been yeah, saying, bro, have you have you seen the sun? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah, looking seen gnarly. Some of, those, some of those pictures and some of those videos of everything going on, it is just scary. It's apocalyptic, apocalyptic. And, you know, us here in Michigan, where uh, we 
you know, live in like the most perfect I'll climate for the uh, end of the world. Like we, it's hard for us to notice because we just all, dude. Like imagine if we didn't have social media, we wouldn't see any of this shit. I saw this fucking tweet where it's like something about you know, yeah, this is you know climate change, all this and that, and then a comment. I I just try to not read comments, but I did, and this dude's just like, it's <laughs> funny how like. Nowhere else in the world's having forest fires. You know, it's yeah. only only the United States or something like just saying like, "Oh, climate change isn't real." It's only happening, you know, something stupid. Yeah, we just and went it's like, damn, bro, like Australia earlier in the year. Yeah, Australia was <laughs> engulfed in flames for like yeah. half the year. Fucking Brazil, all these rainforests are burning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, it's it's yeah, only no, happening I had, here, I, and, I, and, I, I and like. I had a talk with, like, a Republican friend of mine. They were saying, like, oh, it's funny how you don't hear about anything that happened in uh, the Amazon anymore. I'm like, okay, well, just because we don't hear about it doesn't mean shit's not going on. Bro, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and you oh, understand dude, the seasons a... of summer and winter based on the hemispheres because they are kind of flip-flopped. This is a bit, this is a bit off, like, off-topic, but kind of on-topic to, like, a friend saying something stupid like that where it's, it's like, shit you don't care about. As in, like, the the friend saying that. It's like, you. I know you don't even care about this issue, yet you're trying to, like, argue that it's, like, a big deal to you when it's not. Yeah. Like, my buddy's just like, oh, yeah, something, like, the only thing I don't fucking like about LeBron James, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, yeah. this guy who's never, never had a scandal against him, but the fucking school for children, fucking whatever. What, what do you got to say, buddy? He's like, and then you know, we haven't, he's we just haven't... a, what I miss. He's like, he's a fucking bitch uh, to China. I'm like, oh, right, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we haven't even talked about yet the tape. Like, you give a fuck. <laughs> are, are, you, are you talking about the anti-Biden ads? No, 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 no. no, no. no. I, what I do want to bring up is Donald Trump being on tape, being interviewed by... Um, I, Bob Woodward. By Bob Woodward, the guy that took down Nixon, that um, Trump decided it was a good idea to go uh, and do Tone an interview with him. Um, because, you know, it's Donald Trump and he's a fucking moron. Like, say what you will about Richard Nixon. Like, he's universally... There's very few presidents who it's, like, universally accepted, you know, historians of all leanings, except were shitty. Richard Nixon's one of them. Richard Nixon was a career politician who knew how to, you know, maneuver. So... Yeah, well, how R- the, how Richard the f- Nixon was also one of the most racist politicians in the fucking history no question, of the world. No question. So how the fuck... Andrew Don- Jackson how the fuck does, has how the fuck does the Donald chat. Trump think he's going to be a match... For Fuck Bob yeah, Woodward Jackson. when Richard Nixon wasn't. <laughs> and, and I like how on, on the audio recording, like... Uh, you mean Wood, the smoking Wood, gun to end all smoking guns? Woodward asks him, like, yeah, um, so what do you think about this virus? And Donald Trump's like, yeah, well, I'm going to tell you the truth. And he's like, well, yeah, I want you to. Like, what are you talking about? What, does, if you don't qualify you telling the truth, does that mean you're just lying the whole time? Like, okay. So um, <laughs> Donald Trump is talking about the virus and talking about how dangerous is dangerous it is and then immediately going back out to the public of the United States and saying it's not as bad opposite. as the flu, saying the China virus hoax, calling it the Kung, Kung flu, which is a whole different aspect of racism. Um, and then, then these Woodward tapes come out and you know what happens? Exactly what you just heard. Fucking nothing because... Everyone that is a Donald Trump supporter is in a death cult. Yeah, yeah. 
QAnon, I saw a QAnon sticker on a car recently while I was driving because I drive all the time. And QAnon is the biggest growing cult in the world. And the the biggest like uh, genocide that ever happened in the world, I think, was um, uh, started in China with like this cult leader that killed like I think millions of people. Not I don't I don't want to say genocide, but like cult uh, massacres or whatnot. Um, and QAnon is a fucking death cult where people believe these whack ass conspiracy theories that are based on like things that are happening in the world. Like so, like they think like. Uh, sex trafficking is happening with all these um, millionaires, which I'm sure is happening, but I'm sure it's not happening exactly. Like, I don't think Tom Hanks is the one organizing this shit. Um, but, you know, like, they, there's a refusal to believe, like, that Donald Trump, someone who has been photographed multiple times with Jeffrey Epstein and uh, uh, Jelaine Maxwell. Um, like, yeah, oh no, he's playing 4D chess and he's, like, a secret pawn here to take everything down. When no, he is here to grow his business interest and grow his friend's business Unfortunately, interest. Nick, unfor- it, epistemological, is that the word? Epi- I, uh, we are living in an epistemological crisis where, thanks to the beliefs of so many dumb fucks, there's been a complete breakdown of the concept of truth in our society. And yep, people mental. just fucking believe like, anything. We have the entire world in our palm in a fucking iPhone, Android, whatever you have. And still, it's like, nah, that's fake. Like, you have literal <laughs> facts. We, you can hold never, facts in your hand. Information and you're just is choosing never not to believe that. It's amazing. It's yeah. it's so wild. This is the great end times. Like, it's at, at least for America, probably. terrifying, like, bro. I, can't I remember think of it. Greg ahead, Popovich said when Trump got elected, he goes, we're the, we're the next Rome. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> in, the, in the grand, we've, we're this country isn't two hundred fifty years old. I mean, I, I fall so down weird. history uh, loopholes, uh, wormholes, at like three a.m. and four a.m. randomly. It's been too long. I don't, res, I don't recall how long exactly the Roman Empire lasted, but it was more than. It, 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 more it than lasted a long years. time. It was just fucking crash and burn real fast. It, it, it wasn't that long. <laughs> so who's to say? We couldn't follow in their footsteps. Uh, as terrible a thing as it is, to you know, and this great maybe, empire. It's, maybe it's a good thing we're not following in their footsteps. The only reason we aren't is because of the invention of social media, as evil as it is, like turns out to be. But it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it is giving more everyone information a, to the everyone, world, everyone but it's also giving more disinformation to the world. So it is creating like this brewing civil civil war, like where like I'm sure you know a bunch of people that you still fuck with. That have complete opposite uh, views than you. That are following different news sources, but they're all getting them from the same three places. You know, like whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or it's CNN, Fox, or <laughs> the OAN network, which is the worst of them all. Um, <laughs> um, you know, like everyone believes what they see. Like, even, like I'm, I, I succumb to that shit. Like in, in, in certain ways. Like you know, I trust my sources from. The podcast I listen trying to, to say, which is a, like a little bit of a branch off of it. To say everyone lives in an echo chamber. Yeah. Pe- people only read what they believe and only believe what they read. Yeah. I, I suppose I'm guilty, but, you know, the, the, the thing is I'll look at, you know, multiple sources. And I, I listen to people who try to see the big picture and look at things the way they are, as opposed to people who make knee-jerk reactions cherry picking whatever 
news bits, you know, fit their narrative and maintain their idea of the way the world is. Um, I, you know, in other words, the, the Trump camp. Yeah. Like, what is this wet-ass pussy song teaching our kids? <laughs> wet-ass P-word. It's a terrible, <laughs> it's a terrible song, but I'll, I'll, defa- I'll defend ben it against the, the Ben Shapiro's of the world. P-word. Brian, I think you could do a very good uh, Ben Shapiro impression. My wife said that this is a medical condition, and that's not. <laughs> He's a fucking dork, bro. Trans- <laughs> translation, I've never, translation, I've never truly gotten my wife off. Dude, yeah, there's this great meme where uh, it's I like fucking Patrick, sand Patrick Starr eating sand. It's like Ben Shapiro on his <laughs> like on his wife's birthday. <laughs> I hear you, fellas, and I don't care. Facts don't care Wet about your ass feelings. P-word. <laughs> so I was—I heard I was trending in a podcast called Split Six, and these d-bags <laughs> were saying that Mocking my me. wife's p-word is drier than Patrick Star eating sand. Well, I got news for you, fellas. You're right. Bikini bottoms. <laughs> I don't go down. <laughs> He's just That's DJ gross. Khaled in it. <laughs> now we're moving oh, on. Dude. Now we're going Fuck to our correspondent DJ Khaled. Yeah, I don't go down on anybody. <laughs> Fuck Ben Shapiro. He's like he's like the fucking king in chess. It's like, damn, you're a useless ass piece. You just but have this feeling... position of power for no. You, yeah, you just have this position of power, and people you. are thinking you're important. <laughs> Well, fucking shit, guys. I don't really know where where we go from here, but I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. Like, even if Biden wins this election, it's he's not going to win the election. Like, Trump's going to be like, nope, this was fake. Fake Didn't news. he already say? Uh, I've, heard, I've heard someone say that they, you know, no matter what happens on November 3rd, he's just going to declare victory and... You want me out? You're gonna have to come and get me, motherfuckers. Yeah. Didn't he already say he's gonna want to try for a third term? Yep. Yep. He's like, Uh, we were treated so unfairly for four years. Yep. So unfairly, (laughs) we 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 are entitled to a fourth, to a third term. It's 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 gonna be chaotic and welcome to a constitutional nightmare. American Civil War, because you know the right has guns, but guess what? The left has smarts, and they also have guns. So fucking strap up, motherfuckers. <laughs> got but, long dicks, too. What? We got longer dicks than you, bitch. <laughs> Pull it out. We'll shoot it off. <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean to tell me the guy, you know, in the big-ass truck who, with a muffler that sounds like ass, you know, doing 80 at 2 in the morning doesn't have a huge dick? Um, yes. He's all hyped up by the bro. <laughs> He's all hyped up on Monster. He can't get it up. Well, guys, we have reached the end of this podcast. Um, thank you guys both for being on. Ride. We'll start with you, John. Where can we find you, follow you, anything you want to promote? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, even though I haven't. I just posted for the first time in like a month and four days. And you can find me on Instagram at jcbdfdfglt. You might want to get a simpler. Uh, <laughs> Probably a good idea. <laughs> Brian, where can we find you and follow you? Anything you want to promote? Uh, uh, BM Nison on Instagram uh, and Twitter. Uh, you know, read more books, get educated. We live on stone land. Uh, you know, be nice to each other. 
Way to totally one up me. (laughs) (laughs) And let me one up all of you. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Will. You can find me on Instagram at Nick Will. Find me on Facebook at Nick Will. Find my podcast, Split Six, wherever you can find podcasts. Find my other podcast, Well That Sucked, wherever you can find uh, podcasts. Find my other, other podcast, 10 Depth Challenge, on YouTube. Follow us on all the social medias. Please rate us five stars. And remember, it's more important to listen to others than it is for them to listen to you. And thank you for splitting six with us. We'll be back. Maybe next week. Who knows? It's been a little bit of a shit show over here. Goodbye.